0: Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. Um, so, I had previously made a video, kind of a stream of consciousness uh, length, at least a video on uh, the news that's come out of Pennsylvania. My guess is that more and more. Uh, states, more and more dioceses, well, more, more and more states are opening up the what they call the statute of limitations uh, to be able to reach back further and further to see what kind of cases have have existed. This is another video on that, and I apologize. I don't. You maybe you're getting enough of this. Maybe you're getting like too much. Maybe you're getting super discouraged, and I apologize for that. But it actually is what we need to do right now. This is act, This is the work of our age. It's become really clear that. Um, in 2002, the church took steps, right? And, and if you work in a church, if you volunteer in a church, you know that from top to bottom, all of our interactions with youth have completely changed. From the, if you, the clergy person to the lay volunteer, top to bottom, front to back, the whole thing is like, our interactions with youth have, have changed uh, to protect the youth, right? So that's reform, reform of the whole thing. But I don't know if we got to the heart of it, which is real repentance. You can have reform without real repentance. And I think what's happening is with the Grand Jury in Pennsylvania, what the Lord is doing, and I think this, what God is doing, is what he has always done with his people. Look back at our, our Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, look back at the, the original chosen people of God. And I, I, I'm so grateful to, again, the chosen people, so grateful to the Lord for giving us the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, because what we see is, here are the Jewish people, the chosen people of God, brought into covenant relationship with God. And what would happen is, in the course of Israel's history, is they would be unfaithful and God would send prophets and say, listen, you can't, you can't be unfaithful, you have to repent, you have to come back to me, and they wouldn't. And so what would happen is, God would even allow, he would use, in fact, the enemies of Israel to expose Israel's unfaithfulness. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, whoever, um, he'd use them, the enemies of Israel, to expose their unfaithfulness to, to expose the fact that they have turned away from him. And it was only then that they would repent. I wonder if that's not the exact same thing is happening. Like here's, here's God who's given the church, okay, wake up call, wake up call, repent, change, turn away. And we're like, yeah, yeah. A lot of us are kind of like, of course, absolutely uncompromising when it comes to like leadership and and faithfulness and and chastity when it comes to um, the the priests and and service and other volunteers and whatnot. Yes, yes, all those things. But has there been a real repentance? Has there been, again, a top to bottom reformation of my life? When I say my life, I mean my life, but I also mean not just the lives of the bishops or the other priests, but the lives of the church. Have we had... The kind of repentance and kind of conversion that God's asked for, I don't think we have because here's what God has had to do. He's had to use, again, the quote-unquote enemies of the church. The media, government, they're not really enemies. But they're not our friends. He's used the non-friends of the church to expose the sickness, to expose, um, what was it that Pope Benedict used? He called it the filth that entered the church. I mean, here's Pope Benedict, who was very, very strong, very strong against all this garbage. But he's used, God has used those outside the church to expose the ugliness, the evil, the vomitous mass that has been allowed to endure and to exist. You know, in Ezekiel chapter 34, the Lord says through the prophet to the people, he said about the shepherd, talk about the shepherds, shepherds who, instead of taking care of the sheep, feed themselves. In fact, feed themselves at the expense of the sheep. He says, You didn't strengthen the, the weak, you didn't bind up those who were injured, you didn't seek out the lost, you just cared for yourself. And then God gives a therefore. He says, Therefore, shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Because of this, I swear I am coming against these shepherds. Hear the word of the Lord. I will claim my sheep from them and put a stop to their shepherding, my sheep, so that they may no longer pastor themselves. I will save my sheep, that they may no longer be food for their mouths. There is in every one of our lives a moment of reckoning. It's true. This is that moment A moment for the church to say, okay, all of our ugliness is exposed. All the brokenness that's existed and been allowed to exist is exposed. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to repent or not? Are you going to convert or not? Are you going to say, that's enough? We hate, hate sin. Not just the sin I see in my brother, but the sin, sin I see in my own heart. Because this is really personal, you guys. I can... I can point to bishops who have done the wrong thing. I can point to priests who have done the wrong thing. I can point to like a, even like a bureaucracy that has done the wrong thing. But I need, we all need, you guys, if this is gonna go and actually be more than just reform, but actually real repentance, real conversion, this is gonna actually do what God is allowing it to do. I have to look at the sin and the inconsistencies in my own life, my own heart. Where am I not converted? God keeps giving me a chance, He keeps giving you a chance, right? To turn back to him. How come I haven't done that? Because it's hard work. It's hard work. I think that's one of the reasons why. I still want my own life. I still want my comfort. But you don't get it and I don't get it because we've been put in this place and in this time for this work. There's a parable that Jesus tells um, of the landowner who goes out in search of workers for his vineyard. He goes out in the morning, hires a bunch, then goes out again and again and again. At the end of the day, he goes out at 5 o'clock and he hires some more people. You know the parable, right? At the end of the day, he gives the people who only worked one hour the same as he gave the people who worked the whole day. point of the parable is, you know, are you envious because I'm generous? Like, that the, the, Whether someone comes to faith early or comes to faith late, they still get brought into the kingdom. Here's a different point. At one point in the parable, those who are hired early complain against the generosity of the landowner who gives the people at the end of the day the same as he gave them because they saw the work as punishment. They saw the work as being less valuable than the being able to stand around all day because that's what the landowner says to the people who are hired at the end of the day. He says, why have you been standing here idle all day? It is not a blessing to stand idle. It is not a blessing to not have a work to do, to not have a battle to engage in. It is not a blessing to stand idle. And we might say, I wish I was in a different time though, a different place. I wish I, why do I, why do we have to live in this time in the church where this is, because this is gonna be with us our entire lives. The work of this generation, the work of this age in the church is repentance and conversion, to engage in the battle. Those people who worked all day, they thought the reward was the reward. But the call was to work. The call was to engage the work of the landowner. The call was to engage in the battle of the landowner. The call was to repent. Make no mistake. It is not an accident that you are alive in this time and in this place. God created you and put you on this planet in this time and this place for this work so that you and I will actually allow this exposure of the garbage to convert our hearts. So that because of my converted heart and your converted heart, what happens is the whole church becomes converted. And this is going to be the work of a lifetime. It's going to be the work of the whole church. It's not just going to be the work of a hierarchy, instituting a reform, or your pastor being a really good, great guy and a holy man. It is going to be the work of every single person who's alive in this time, in this place, to realize the Lord has placed me in this position for such a time as this, for this battle, for this fight, for this work of repentance. That's my invitation. I know I'm getting all ramped up and everything, but you guys, I can keep pointing out the brokenness in someone else's heart. And it's real. That has to happen. But I'm alive in this time, and you're alive in this time, to root out the evil that's in my own heart. And you're here to root out the evil that's in your own heart. God has given us so much time to repent. What more does he need to do? He put you on this planet in this time. He brought you into his church at this time. And the work of your life and the work of my life is going to be repentance. It's going to be conversion. And it's going ultimately to protect people, it's going ultimately to save people, and it's going ultimately to give glory to the Father. That's your work, it's, it's, it's all of our work. Uh, from all this here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike, God bless.